back to Bourbon Real Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are sitting in the Bourbon Boudoir slash Bourbon Bunker slash Nick Hayden's secret stash of bourbon. What I mean, what the hell? We keep changing the name every time I, we get I, here. I know. We need some consistency. I thought it was Penthouse. Penthouse? It, it could be the Penthouse. I don't I, know. I, I like it. I, I still like the Penthouse. That's you still sweet. like the Penthouse? Yeah. Maybe we should try to make sure we we remember that. <laughs> I'm not very good at remembering stuff. I'm not, I'm not an elephant, but I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, I, I'm I'm with Mr. Nick Hayden and and the legend Stephen Jay himself. What's up, fellas? It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Stephen, you're back from sabbatical. You were out west partying with the family, getting drunk every night. What, well, we what was your trip like? Night. We were drinking every night. We were I, drinking every I night. Didn't, I didn't see the chug videos. I did not see any chug videos. I, I was actually kind of disappointed. I think I did one. Did you do one? I must have missed it. I, I remember there was a time about maybe a month and a half ago where this guy uh, messaged me. He goes, hey, did you get this bottle on the release? And I go, no, I missed out on it. He goes, yeah, I missed out on it. I was watching Stephen J. Scott do chugs, and I found it more entertaining. <laughs> I, I kid you not. He goes, I found it more entertaining than the bottle release. And he totally forgot about it because he was waiting for your trucks. And he would just like, oh, man. man, he goes, that guy, He, I don't know how he does it. He's awesome. I'm Dude. just like. I'm going to tell you. That guy needs a life, though. The, the legend and uh, the the Wesley Goodlow chug of the 1910 the other night or 1920, whatever oh, it was. Yeah, 1910. I th- was it 1910? Yeah, I think it was 1910. Uh, he had to be feeling that the next day. He said he was fine, but I'm telling you, he had he, to be He was that. fine after uh, three Pedialytes, a cup of coffee, and some aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, hey, uh, this week's episode, we're going to discuss um, the old Dusties. The yeah. old Dusties. This is, I guess, Dusty's episode number two, because we did a Dusty's episode. I guess it was probably, I don't know, hell, six, eight months ago with uh, Ryan Houchins. He brought in a, a, a selection of weird stuff like McCormick, the some peach brandy, and then we had uh, the old Crow Chessman. So this is yeah, a... those a, are good. They are delicious, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, today we've got a... a, a a nice selection here. We got a 1975 Jim Beam. Um, this was a decanter, you said? Yeah, so I, uh, I bought a twin decanter. Uh, this was uh, the Dell Webbs. is like, I guess, a race car race out in okay. Vegas yeah. at that point. So I got two of those and uh, decanted it. Um, when it comes to, like, decanters, I mean, basically they use it as marketing techniques back in the day. So it's like, hey, we got bourbon, but look, you can... You know, like the King Tuts and you yeah. name it. I mean, hell, Avon had decanters back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, everyone Sorry. had decanters. So, so the you know, it's it's you know, sometimes you you get a good one, sometimes you don't. Um, obviously, you look for you know broken tax strips, but it's a uh, this decant was uh, the both decanters were pretty clear. I mean, it's it's I mean, hardly any no haze, uh, no sediment. Uh, no, it looks delicious and it's super dark. And then the second bottle, we have a pre-fire. 1993 Heaven Hill bottle, but this is a, a label I've not seen before. It's called just Private Cellar, so it says straight bourbon whiskey, and this bad boy um, just says bottled and and uh, distilled there in Bardstown, Kentucky. So, but I'm interested to try this bad boy. And then last but not least, Josh Hillman's going to be upset, Mr. Ofo fanboy himself, because we have a 19, uh, I think you said 91 Old Forester bottled yeah. in bond. So. Heck, that's about the, about the time uh, Nick was born, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been like five. So, uh, like maybe maybe walking. I I, I don't know the hallmarks of. Yeah. of so, the, the, but I, I I must not laugh though. The beam is actually older than me. I was born in seventy seven, so seventy five. It's older than me. Yeah, some of those. I mean, they are absolutely delicious, and the notes you get off of those for the price. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, Beam is great, especially their decanters, because a lot of more glass. They didn't have as many of the, what I would call the lead ones. The, or The lead porcelain or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, porcelain ones, yeah. So, I don't know. So, I'm pretty excited to dive in on these bad boys. They're generally very good. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've not found an old Beam that I've been disappointed with yet. So, yeah. so I guess that's what we're going to start with. We're going to start with this 1975 Beam. I'm going to let you all dive in on it a little bit more. And this was before they sold out to, to Suntory. So, this is a long time ago. Um, so it's a, I guess I would say that it's probably going to be a pretty good, consistent um, flavor to, you know, all those earlier beams and maybe even some Knob Creek stuff as it first got established. Because I think most of these decanters were around that uh, 70 to 85 month range. So Yeah, this is one, um, I think it was sitting at like 86 proof. Nice color. Um, 86? Yeah. Okay. Um, nice color, but it has like really nice, like I get like a lot of leather which I which I typically go with on a dusty like I, I expect like a rich color rich tobacco rich leather and most of mine yeah I'm getting um, some tobacco on the nose a little bit of leather and maybe a little bit of cherry I mean there's something some fruity note maybe plum or cherry what do you think it's a dark fruit definitely. it's definitely a dark fruit this this one has a um, a shorter finish like I don't get like those you know when you typically drink like a hundred proof or some of those higher proof ones like that Kentucky hug. This is really mellow. I would not add water to this at all. I would just drink it as is, neat. I mean, it's going down smooth, but oh yeah, definitely. But it's got a, it's got a lot of great flavor to it. Though you get those caramel notes, um, some of that leather, and you know, that hint of tobacco. Definitely, definitely caramel and tobacco. Yeah. Oh well, this is delicious though. Yeah, I wish I could identify that fruit. I'm trying to. Like I said, I, I get a darker fruit, like a like a cherry or a plum or something like that. Hmm. It is very distinctive. I also get a hint of a baking spice in there. Almost like a, maybe like a, a smidge of like a clove or something maybe on the back maybe end. Maybe clove. I mean, it could be clove. It could be, it could even be a little bit of cinnamon, but it, it doesn't have the, like that pop or grab that no. cinnamon does. Yeah. No, there's some that when you have a clove, it's like, wow. It's like a, it's like a the right. jar and black cigarette is just like in your face. It's like, right. and you know it's clove. It's, it's very subtle. And it does have that 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 kind of old dusty smell, musty smell on it. On yeah, the, on like the, grandma's basement, grandma or grandpa's basement, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> old tube socks. <laughs> yeah, better better than old tube socks. Yeah, but it's just funny, you know. It's really weird whenever you drink these older bottles that that's just something that's unless people have had old dusties, like it's hard to get them to understand what that smell is. But it, it, it's definitely just got a it's a it's a funk, but not in a in a bad way it's just yeah. something different than what you get off a, a brand new clean you know bottle of bourbon that was distilled recently yeah no i encourage people uh to at least have a few in your collection like go to a couple of state sales i mean they can be bought you know relatively cheap no matter what market it is you know and it's one of those sometimes you get something older than my dad you know whatever it is and it's just it packs the flavor that's really good um, and then if you look up the story, some, some of the decanters have really cool stories. Like, um, I always think like the Michter's like King Tut's, you know, when they came Dude, out. those are awesome looking. Yeah. Well, they, well, they came out with the, uh, when they did the, um, Egypt tours or whatever. So I had like the Nefertiri, the small, medium, large King Tut's and a few others. Yeah. They had a, they had a Nefertiri? I'm pretty sure they did. Hmm. I didn't know that. Um, I, I, I will say that there was a little bit of legs on this thing for it only being, you know, yeah. 86 proof. So it wasn't too bad. So, yeah, no, it's uh, when you share something like that, like I said, you just look, look at the stories and, you know, it's one of those, if, if you have uh, a grandparent or someone older, like it'd be one of those, take it to them and then listen to what stories they have back. Like, oh, I remember the seventies, 
I don't I don't know what big hallmarks are in the seventies. So I'd probably say is Vietnam in the seventies. Vietnam yeah. was yes. The ended in the seventies. It ended in the seventies. Yeah. It actually started what sixty nine, sixty eight. Started sixty four. Sixty four. Okay, ended in like sixty nine or seventy then, right? Seventy five. Seventy five. Was it really that long? Yeah. Man. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really bad at history, evidently. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, these are these are great stories. Share, you know, you go in and you can just talk about all sorts of things. So, like I said, uh, if I had a, a grandparent, I'd probably take them back. Hey, get a pour. Let's uh, let's start talking history. Tell me about the '70s. Yeah, there's there, there's a history buff or a guru over in uh, Southern Indiana. His name's Roger, and um, he owns like the local printing store or something like that. But that that dude is just like a wealth of knowledge that. I've been meaning to go sit down with him and just kind of gather all that Southern Indiana history and heritage and all that good stuff. You know, it was like, it was the place where you used to get married because there was no weight on your wedding, on your wedding license and people from Kentucky would come over so that way they could marry their cousins or <laughs> things like that because they didn't have to wait. There was no waiting period. Whereas in Kentucky, because things were so bad, like in the Eastern Hills and things like that, that they had a waiting period that was established in the state of Kentucky, but in Indiana there wasn't one. So a lot of people would come over and get married in, in Jeffersonville. So that way they didn't have to wait for that license or wait for those checks to come back. That's cool. We like walking the dogs down like some of like the main street and stuff like that. And just be like, man, it's like, think of what this building was like, you know, some of these, like where they renovated into like restaurants, like feast, what used to be like a right. auto show, you know what? And you're just like, man, those buildings are, you know, iconic. The and just, history that they could tell. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all the, all the, uh, iron cast iron buildings. Yeah. You know, that are, identified on the sidewalks yep yep that and what, uh what they must have been like jeff was also the, the ma- cast iron buildings this, this is the first i've heard of of this on, on main street a lot of cast iron facades yeah and if you walk down the street like the the pillars are, are cast iron oh oh okay the, okay like, the, the bricks are turned uh 90 degrees that shows where they were along the sidewalk yeah oh nice yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a nice to history tour. Now I'm going to have to pay attention. Yeah. We, we, we took one of those haunted tours. Halloween's coming up. So, like, if you take the, the haunted old, tour, the yeah. haunted tour, the old Louisville tour. Like from the, that one's from what, the Silbach? Yes. Oh, that's the most popular one, I think. Yes. It's the one from the Silbach, yes. and it takes you around that area. Yeah, and then there's, like, another one, like, uh, I think there's another one, like, old Lou, that they kind of do, like, you know, again, it's one of those, if you're looking for something to do, I mean, it's pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. We had a ball mm-hmm. when we did ours, so, but... There's a walking tour from the Louisville Tourism Center that talks about the history and talks about the cast iron storefronts and all of that. That's no, I took that. That's how I learned it. Now I'm going to have to mm-hmm. go, pay, go back and pay attention. Yeah. That's no, absolutely. Um, another big thing in southern Indiana, and, and, and you may know this, Stephen, but uh, back in the early, early days, man, um, there you might have at least heard stories about it, but um, Jeff was like one of the largest gambling areas. Like there was multiple, multiple casinos that were set up in some of those uh, mom and pop shops in the back and things like that. But a lot of people would come over. And matter of fact, uh, at one time, the mayor back in like, I think it was like the 1920s, Harry Truman used to come in. He would stay at the Silbach or the Brown Hotel. They would they would sneak him out of the hotel over to the mayor of Jeffersonville's house at the time, which lived off of Blanchel Terrace. And they would play poker and have boudoir and all kinds of crazy, you know, horary and all that kind of stuff at his house while, you know, the president was in town. And then uh, they would sneak him back over before the Jefferson County Sheriff would realize he was gone. Nice. I like that. So kind of crazy. So that would have been the late 40s. Yeah. 40s. Yeah. So. <clears throat> all right. This private seller. Steven, what do you, what do you know about this one? Um, you're you're really the only one that was I, old I, enough to drink when this bad boy came out. I really know next to nothing about it. 
<laughs> I bought it in a group of Dusties, and uh, I think it's actually very good. So it, it's it's got that dusty smell, and it's it, it smells like Heaven Hill. I mean, when I think of old school Heaven Hill bottled and bond six year, I mean that, that's what's on this nose. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of tobacco, that heavy grain, very grain forward. Like when you take that, I mean, I you get the grain right away. Like that's the first thing. Like I get like that corn, not a super long finish, good smooth, a little sweetness. Yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. all it's corn caramel, a little bit of vanilla. Um, but yeah, I mean this thing is just straight corn. It's delicious though. It's just a little, little, little bit of funk in the mid palate. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is though. No, I get, I get what you're saying. That, that, that's the thing. And now I'm trying to identify. <laughs> what do you, do you, do you get that, Stephen? At all, right in the mid palate? Oh, definitely. Back part of the mid palate, almost, almost to the finish part, but it's got a little bit of funk to it. But I can't really put, put a, put a finger on it. I don't know if that's just your dusty or if it's like a. I don't want to say mold because mold's like bad, but. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like uh, I don't want to say cedar because I don't get a lot of cedar nuts, but it's almost like that smell when you open up a cedar chest and you got like all those like wool blankets and clothes. Yeah, I get that. Right. Yeah, like you know, you know, like uh, I think it was uh, Robin's more more gra- the more the wool smell. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I, he he was in the, the the army, but he had a trunk full of. And but you get that. Yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, that's that's really unique. It's a uh, very very flavorful. Like I said, caramel, a little bit of vanilla. Um, you get some of that uh, wood. I, I you, you might be right. It might be cedar. It might be like cedar or like even maybe like a, a, a mild amount of pine. But yeah, I think yeah. you're definitely in that area on wood. And I think that is what's coming through there. Yeah, no, that was good. But definitely a unique pour for sure. All right. A little, little better finish than the beam, but not yeah. long. Yeah, it's, it's at least a little bit longer finish than the beam. Yeah, and it could be because it's a higher pr- – I mean, we're talking almost cool. 10 pre points. Yeah. Maybe. Four. You said the weather was. Is, is it ninety three? That's a ninety proof. That's a ninety okay. proofer. We're close. Okay. All right, Old Forester, nineteen ninety one. I was a eighth grader. Uh, ninety one. I still would have been like five or six. So yeah. is that like preschool, kindergarten? Yeah, preschool, okay. kindergarten. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like ninety one. Man, I was. I, was I think I was listening to like Tim McGraw. Is is that when he <laughs> started coming out like like the original when he was dating like first 91. dated. Yeah, it probably is about right when Tim McGraw came out. I can't really remember. I mean, I remember the... I, I was hardcore rap at that point in my life. Is that like Run DMC time? That would have been, yeah, LL Cool J, Run DMC, NWA. I mean, that's when the, all that stuff just started dropping. I know once I hit middle school, I was more of like the Nirvana. like the Too short, yeah. So, yeah, Nirvana would have been like 93, so it would have just been a couple of years later. So, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. And in 91, I was the end of my 30s and... Listen to Dolly Parton. Father of two children. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, The father of two. Does this this smell like the father of two? Do you remember the smell, Stephen? (laughs) It doesn't smell like dirty diapers. (laughs) (laughs) It it smells like Old Forester. I mean, once again, I mean, get a little banana, a little bit of caramel. I do get a little bit of tobacco, though. Like, uh, and that's not necessarily always the case for Old Forester. But that might be the dusty in it. What's up on the taste, man? It has a little bit of a bite to it. Does it? Yeah. All right. Let me let me mm-hmm. dive in here. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. like uh, right on that. You take that sip, it's smooth, and then right almost on that mid palate, you almost get like this nice spice, um, shorter finish. Um, I like how each one of these three are completely different, which is which is nice. Like it's like you go leather, you go you know banana notes, you go um, wood notes. I mean it's. 
Yeah, a little banana, a little bit of wood, and you get that nice rye spice though. You get a little pepper in that in that mid palate. It's actually front to mid though. It's it's more on the front than it is even the mid, but it's not the tip of your tongue though, or right there in the middle of your like lips. Like usually, sometimes when you get something, you get that fiery rye. You get that that right up front, but it's kind of right in the middle of in between there and your mid palate. Yeah, it dies off in the back. But. Yeah, not a whole lot of finish to it. Very tasty. It's got a little legs to it, not too much. Um, Color's pretty mild. I mean, of the three, it's probably the lightest. Um, I've always wondered. Which is probably the youngest, too. <laughs> yeah. ah, it's probably, what, five five years old? Yeah. A blend of five or five or six-year-old? I think most of Old Forster back then was a blend of five or six-year-old. Of course, that private seller might be only four years old. You never know. I've always wondered, uh, like, what, I think there's always a debate on what constitutes a Dusty. You know, some people uh, say pre-2000s or, you know, I, I mean, mean it, it, it gets hard. Like, it, it's one of those... I mean, I get, I would say anything, and this is just my humble opinion, right? I would say anything pre-2010 would be considered dusty. Because the likelihood that they're out there are still pretty slim once you get to like 2010 or sooner. I think you'll find a handful of bottles from 2010 to now. Um, Like one of my favorite dusties is the the Wild Turkey Donut, but that's from like what, 01 to like 03, something like that. Yeah, that is a good pour. You know, um, and then some of my other favorite ones are going to be, you know, some old Foresters from the early 90s. I love the Olympic bottle, 95. Um, 96. 96. 96, yeah. Um, then you got uh, the split labels from Wild Turkey. Yeah. Um, cheesy gold foils from Turkey. That, um, that's like old Austin Nichols, too. I, I like the uh, the 70s, like when I go like Wild oh, Turkey. Oh, yeah. Like when you get some of those. Some of those are like 13 gear, 14 gear. Like when you have like the fighting the fighting turkeys or some of the the birds and stuff like that. Wait, what year was the Christmas batch? Was that 95? The green label Christmas, the the Christmas rye, Austin Nichols? E, 94, 95. 94, 95, something like that. Those Pretty were sure. delicious too. I don't know. I've got, I've drank, I drank, I guess because my dad drank so much wild turkey. I drank a lot of those old school 90s bottles that were just delicious. And at the time I had no idea that they were going to oh, be yeah. so special and so unique, but. I, I, you know, when, uh, I think it was my grandma, when we went to Branson to see shows, when we took, it was like one of our last vacations with her, uh, she had just gone back. I just want a wild turkey and Coke. That's all she wanted. That's all she drank. Wild turkey and Coke. But <laughs> G-Mall. The, G-Mall was yeah. drinking the wild turkey and wild Coke. Wild turkey and Coke, half and half. God, I mean, I she, she was a, she was a trooper. That's all she wanted. And so they go, oh, we don't have this. And they go, Jack Daniels. She goes, I don't, and she goes, I don't want that crap. I go, wild turkey and Coke. I go, just get grandma wild turkey and Coke. <laughs> but you know, it's like all these stuff. Like when we go to that, you know, like I, probably, I was probably in high school. Like you don't know what any of this does. So it's right. like, oh, it's like, we don't need any of these bottle you know and you just like toss them out or donate them and now they're like man i know when my my dad brought me over a a 91 or a 92 wild turkey austin nichols bottle i was like where did you get this i still in the box everything else he's like it was upstairs and your mom was going to start feeding it to the roses and i thought i'd bring it to you and let you drink it and i was like (laughs) thank god we saved it from the roses (laughs) that's an old wives tale that you know you you pour whiskey on your roses and it helps them grow I don't know if it's true or not. I just know a lot of old people do it. Did you have good roses growing up? Uh, you know, it, so my mom really didn't do it a whole lot when I was super young. Evidently, it was something, you know, she got a, a, a tizzy or a fit about, you know, a couple of years ago when my dad found that bottle. And, you know, he, he was like, hey, I, I know you like bourbon now. He goes, do you want this? Because your mom's getting ready to start pouring it on the roses. And I'm like, absolutely, I'll take it. So <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, I, I drank it, you know. And when I started drinking it, I was like, I was started looking around and I was like, oh, this bottle's worth like a hundred bucks or, you know, $85 for Wild Turkey 101. And now they're like stupid money they're going yeah, for. I, I mean, 
Crow Chessman start off at like eight or nine hundred dollars if you find it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's it, a nineteen sixty nine. I mean, that's yeah. ni- nineteen ninety one. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, some of those are just good. Then again, it's Oak Crow. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I had some of the stuff my grandfather had. I don't even know what it was anymore, but back in the you know nineteen seventy ish, yeah, he had a nice bar, which huh. I'm sure all went to hell after my after he died. But. So I went to an estate sale um, right around the corner from my house the other day, and uh, I went downstairs, and the basement was just full of, like, this pimp-ass, like, vintage, like, 1970s, 1980s bourbon furniture. Like, there was a couch made out of bourbon barrels. Is that, like, the old Barton furniture? Or was it, like, Barton or or Rebel Yell? So there was one, yeah, so the Rebel Yell. So that was actually at a different house. That was, but I did see that one, too. But those (laughs) were pretty sweet. But, yeah, this was another house, but literally, like, all of the chairs that sat around the table were bourbon barrels, bourbon barrels that had like a almost like a U cut into them. So that way, the back of the bourbon barrel was where your back sat, and then you had a little flush, little place for your tushy. And then um, the couch was literally just bourbon barrels all the way around the bottom, and then it had little legs sticking off. But all the padding and everything else was like this black leather. It super super swanky. It looked like it had never been sat on. And I was like, do I want to buy this? And then I asked the lady how much it was, and it was like $2,700. I was like, I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cheap. So, all right. So and you're married. Well, I mean, I don't care about that part. You like, know. like, what would happen if you like take out the living room furniture and you replace it with that? Like, like, like the missus goes on like a vacation. Like she comes back. And there's nothing but bourbon barrel furniture in my house. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, that would definitely cause a fight. If it was in the basement, I'd get by with it. But if I put it in our main living room, no, it'd be instant, instant uh, banishment to the couch. I'd have to sleep on that bad boy. Hopefully, it was made very well because my fat ass would break it down in about three days. <laughs> Good Lord. So, all right. We've got three bottles here, all three different and unique. Everybody got a favorite? No? Yes? One, I would go all neat. I would not add water to any no, of these. I wouldn't no. add water. I didn't even try them with water. I, I I broke my own rule because they all tasted just fine. And, and honestly, when you're 80 or 90 proof, I don't know that you need to add water to get too much. And when you get a dusty, you shouldn't really mess with them too much. No, no. Really pick up those uh, notes and the flavors that... Yeah, now it comes out of that old stuff, so. Right. Um, I would go, I'll go Jim Beam, Old Foe, and then the Heaven Hill. Hmm, Jim Beam. So you're going one, three, two. Hmm, I don't know. I think I might go, actually, I might agree with you, because the Heaven Hill was good, um, but it, it it does have a little bit more of that weird, like, rye, like, in that mid-palate, so I think I'm going to agree. I'm going to go one, three, two as well. Beam, Old Foe, Heaven Hill. Three, one, two. Three, one, two. I knew you were going to be the outlier. <laughs> you always got to have one. Yeah. No, it was close. That, nothing, that's what I was. Absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with a beam. I mean, no. I love those beam decanter no. dusty. Like if you put them side by side, like it could be like tomorrow. I'd be like, hey, you know what? I like that old foe. But yeah. I mean, it was that close. I, I, so. And that's what I was thinking. I almost went three, one, two. That's almost the way I went. So I was, I was leaning that way, and then I was like, you know what? I really think maybe the one was the the overall winner today. So no, I, the, call it a t- call it a tie. Call it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The three one tie with a slight disadvantage to the number two bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
don't know. Crazy. I've got, I've got some old uh, horse stuff I'll have to tell you guys offline because I'm trying not to be a potty mouth on here, but uh, it's pretty funny. But it was able to kind of go in with that. So, all right. I think that's our review for the day. We got 1975, um, 1993 Heaven Hill, and then a 1991 Old Forester. We're going to take Old Forester first by, by, I mean, I'm sorry, Beam first, then Old Forester, then Heaven Hill by, uh, by nose. By nose. <laughs> All right, if you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can reach us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always keep uh, sending in questions. We're uh, getting ready to do that question episode, so we're super excited to see what all comes in. And then uh, we look forward to answering those for you. This is Scott, Nick, and Stephen J signing off. Peace.